G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. Around the world, families are being torn apart. And it's not just a global social problem. It's a deeply painful personal problem. God has rather a lot to say about your family. To him, family matters. After all, the whole family thing was his idea in the first place. Hi, I'm Bernie Diamond, and thank you so much for joining me again on Christianity Works. Today we're kicking off a new series of messages called How to Stop Your Family from Falling Apart. Because believe it or not, your family, yes, yours, matters to God a lot. So let's head into his word. As I travel around the world and see what's going on in different societies and cultures, Here's one of the things that I see. It's happening all over the place. This thing that we call family is under attack. It's a war zone out there, and this war is relentlessly pounding away at the family unit, intent, it seems, on tearing it apart. I'm a former army officer, and I remember once during my training, they took us to a large firing range. It was open. You could see for miles. There were no trees. We were sitting on one hilltop, And on a hilltop just a few miles away, they dug a defensive installation. There were pits and bunkers with overhead protection, the source that infantry officers would dig if they were defending that hill against the enemy. Then they began to bombard that hill, first with light artillery, then with medium artillery, and then with heavy artillery. It was the most unbelievable firepower demonstration I had ever seen. All of us who were watching it were thinking to ourselves, man, I'm glad I'm not in one of those bunkers on that hill. And since we were training to be army officers, training to lead men into war, we knew that one day we could well find ourselves in that place. But the artillery was nothing compared to the bombs that the planes dropped on that hill. Yeah, A squadron of bombers flew over and dropped their loads on that target hill. It was just unbelievable, the massive firepower that was unleashed on that defensive position. That's what I see happening to families around the world. Modern life is bombarding our families in all sorts of ways. And the army that's marching against our families is called individualism. One of the great variations in cultures that I see across the world is the degree to which they're collective or individualistic. In many countries, they remain family and community-oriented. Typically, they're the less economically developed countries, and there's a good reason for that. Because when people are less well-off, they actually rely on one another for protection and for support and for provision. The more economically developed a country becomes, the less they rely on one another and the more individualistic we become. But even in many countries, in Africa and in Asia in particular, where I've travelled, there is an incessant march of individualism. So even these family-oriented cultures aren't immune. They are very much under attack from this Western style of individualism where it's all about me, me, me. 
as media globalisers, as cable television channels and internet and music cross borders and cultural boundaries, our children in particular are being fed the line that it's all about them. Hey, it's a seductive line. It's a line that says you can have it all. That's why individualism is sweeping the globe. That's why families and family-oriented cultures are very much under attack. And here in the so-called economically developed Western cultures, hey, many families have been totally decimated, and those that haven't are under attack. In the West, divorce rates hover between 40 and 50%. In the West, many families don't even share a single meal together in a week. In the West... Many children aren't learning to honour their parents or to respect their grandparents. In the West, families are disintegrating en masse. And it seems that all we're intent on doing is talking about the symptoms. But nobody much is talking about the heart of the problem. It's like cancer. Rates of cancer amongst people eating a Western diet high in carbohydrates and seed oils are skyrocketing. I mean, a hundred years ago, almost no one died of cancer. Today, it's one of the top three killers. And all the stuff you see on television is about treating the disease instead of asking, why is it happening and how can we stop it in its tracks? It's the same with this relentless attack on our families. You hear adults talking about children who are disrespectful. You see young boys and girls going on drinking binges and getting rotten drunk. Everybody's talking about the symptoms, but the disease is the disintegration of the family unit. It's the falling apart of the single most important God-ordained social unit on the planet, the family. So I come back to my original thesis, the family is under attack, relentless attack. And this isn't just a geopolitical issue. It's not just a law and order issue. It's not just a health issue. It's not just a social issue. It's a personal issue. Let's bring it right back down to you and me. Your family is under attack. My family is under attack. And when all is said and done, our families are the most important things on the earth, right? Or are they? On a scale of zero to ten, how important is your family to you? Zero is not important at all. Ten is supremely important. Come on, no one's marking your scorecard here except you. How important is your family to you on a scale of zero to ten? Some people are going to be answering 8 or 9 or 10, but many, many, if they're honest with themselves, will be disturbed by their answer because in their hearts they'll know that other things are more important to them than their families. Women tend to place a far higher value on family and relationships, for instance, than men do. In part, it's because how mothers are wired to love their children in a special way. And in part, it's because men, well, we're wired to be the hunter-gatherers, to get out there and to provide for our families. But there are other distractions too. There's the whole materialism treadmill that we can end up getting on. And we find ourselves working so hard for so long, so hard for so long for the stuff that we want to have that we don't have time to invest in our families. I want to leave you with this one thought today. Your family needs you. Mother Teresa once said this. She said, what can you do to promote world peace? Go home and love your family. Hey, she had that right. Sometimes we think there are all these big things out there for us to achieve. And hey, for some people there are. But nothing, nothing is bigger than going home and loving your family. This family that, okay, you didn't choose for yourself, but this family that's the only one that you'll 
ever have. This family that is a precious gift to you from God. For this reason, a man shall leave his mother and father to become one with his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. Genesis chapter 2, verse 24. After God created Adam, he created Eve, and he gave her to Adam so that the two would become one, and in so doing, produce offspring, children. There you have it. Right from the beginning, God creates a family. It's easy to miss that. Family was always God's plan from the beginning, and as it turns out, he has rather a lot to tell us about how a loving and effective family should live and behave and run as a family unit. That's what we're going to be talking about in these coming episodes. But not long after that, when God created Adam and Eve and they had the children, the very first family unit starts to come apart at the seams. Adam and Eve had two children, Cain and Abel, and out of jealousy, one kills the other. See, the moment sin entered the world, there you have it, the family unit is under attack. When you're gone, what sort of legacy are you going to leave behind on this earth? A good one or not so much? Well, let me tell you, much of that legacy that you leave behind will be through your family, your children, their children. Sure, not everybody goes on to have a family, but most of us do. And for most of us, our legacy will not just be the DNA that we've passed on, but the values, the morals, the competencies, the faith, the love that we've passed on. I'll say it again. Your family is under attack, relentless attack, relentless bombardment. And in this war zone, in this battle, your family needs you. So back to my earlier question, on a scale of 0 to 10, where exactly are they on your list of priorities? I'm Bernie Diamond and you're listening to Christianity Works. I just want to take a moment during this short break to share something truly important with you. Families are, and always were, God's idea. It's a concept born out of His Father's heart. And let me tell you, when we get a handle on the incredible Father heart of God, that changes everything. I mean everything in our lives. And that's why I'd love to send you a free copy of our latest life application booklet, The Incredible Father Heart of God. God's Word is alive and active, so I'm praying that through this booklet, the Holy Spirit will speak the powerful Word of God into your life, into your family, into your relationships. You can request your free copy right now. Just stop by at ChristianityWorks.com or give us a call toll-free on 1-300-722-415 and we'll send your copy of that booklet straight out to you in the post. Again, that's online at ChristianityWorks.com or toll-free on 1-300-722-415. I want to deal today with a delusion that many people live under. I want to blow it completely out of the water. And that delusion is this notion of a perfect family. Here's how it goes. As we live day by day with our own families, we rub up against the imperfections of each family member. Husbands and fathers, wives and mothers, children, grandparents, grandchildren, aunties, uncles, cousins. Not a single one of them is perfect. And as much as some of those people may, to a greater or lesser extent, be talented or gifted in certain areas, the reality is they've also inherited many of the foibles and weaknesses and ineffective perspectives and attitudes of their parents. And worse still, they've probably developed a few bad habits of their own along the way. Put all of those people together in a closed ecosystem that's called family, 
and from time to time, sparks are going to fly. Not everyone is going to get on with everyone else. Not everybody is even going to like everyone else. You're getting my drift, right? You know exactly what I'm talking about here because there's not a single person who hasn't experienced this reality in their families. It is the universal reality of every family. Every family has bits that are working well, and every family has some black sheep, some dysfunctional relationships, some clashes of personality. Of course, there are different levels of dysfunctionality. Some families have things more or less together. Others are a complete and shocking mess. I get that. But would you agree with me that there's no such thing as the perfect family anywhere in the universe? Okay, so we agree on that bit at least. So why is it then that most of us have this ideal perfect family thing in our heads that we compare our own families to? Only to conclude, my lot are totally beyond help. Why is it that we believe the happy, smiling, stereotypical family thing that we see on television, in advertisements, in the sitcoms that we watch? Why is it that we look at our friends' families and we think, wow, if only my husband were like hers, or if only my wife were more like his, or if only our kids were as well-behaved and as well-adjusted and, and as respectful as their kids, and look how tidy their kids keep their rooms. Look at the mess my teenagers live in. Have you ever found yourself running those comparisons? Sure you have. We all have. Well, it's a delusion. The perfect family is a mirage in the desert. There's no such animal on the planet as a perfect family. And the reason we're talking about this expectation of perfection is that it's this very expectation, this false, unrealistic, impossible expectation that's disempowering us from investing in our families. All we see is the weaknesses and failures and imperfections of individuals. We see the conflicts. We, we see the dysfunctions. Every family has those to a greater or lesser degree. But we compare ours to this false image of the perfect family and we throw our hands up in despair and we conclude there's nothing I can do. They're beyond help. I'm just going to have to put up with this mess. I give up. Or worse still, and this is happening more and more, I'm opting out. I've, I've had enough. That's how divorces happen. That's how children don't speak to their parents for years on end. That's how brothers and sisters grow up and drift apart to the great detriment of their own children who now completely miss out on their cousins and aunties and uncles and grandparents. Some people live in family-oriented cultures. Others, like me, are immersed in individualistic cultures. Many of those who live in family-oriented cultures have no idea, none of how truly blessed they are in their extended families. Cousins growing up with each other. A neutral auntie or uncle who can step into a conflict that is simply too hot for the parents to handle. The gentle wisdom and guidance and love of grandparents. Those things are the most incredible blessing. And those things have been designed and put there by God. And yet, in many families, children miss out on these blessings because we've decided... No, they're a pain in the neck, my family. I'm not going to have anything to do with them. Hello? Is anyone getting this? Can you please do me a favour? In fact, no, more than that. Can you please do yourself a huge favour? Ditch this delusion that out there somewhere there is some perfect family. Come on, just forget it, because it's complete nonsense. No, your family is not the only family with issues and problems and clashes and black sheep. No, your family is not the worst family on the street. And no, 
Your family is not so hopeless and worthless that you should give up on them. Come on, they're your family. They're the only one that you have. They're your flesh and blood and they're worth investing in. And the moment we ditch this ridiculous notion that that my family is the worst family in the world, all of a sudden opportunities start to open up for us to invest in our families and reap the rewards. Your family is a special gift from God. Your family is the most precious collection of people on this planet. And if you write them off, you are trashing one of the greatest blessings that you will ever, ever receive on this earth. Your family, the only one you'll ever have. So let's get real. Of course they're imperfect. Of course they don't always see eye to eye with you. And of course, the more of your extended family that you connect with and invest in and relate to and and have meals with... In a sense, the more problems and clashes and dysfunctions you're going to run into. Uncle so-and-so who's got that drinking problem and and auntie so-and-so who's so insecure and she's such a bitchy person. That 16-year-old nephew who is the rudest and most disrespectful child you have ever encountered in your life. But think of the opportunities for you to invest in their lives, to be there for them, to reap the reward of family relationships, to laugh with and to cry with and to celebrate with and and to mourn with. Hey, that's what families do. That's what families were always meant to do. And they were never, never, ever going to be perfect. Ever. Let's come back to that very first family in all of history, Adam, Eve, Cain and Abel. Adam and Eve had a perfect life until they did the one thing that God told them not to do. They ate the fruit of the one and only tree in the Garden of Eden that God told them not to eat from. And so the first family let the curse of sin enter this world, something that you and I are still bearing the consequences of today. So God kicked them out of the garden to fend for themselves and life became immeasurably harder. They experienced for the first time pain and hardship and they brought two boys into the world who grew up and jealousy arose between the two. Genesis chapter 4 verse 8. Cain said to his brother Abel, let us go out into the field. And when they were in the field, Cain rose up against his brother Abel and killed him. Right there in the first family, there was dysfunction, huge dysfunction. I'm hoping that you and I never see that sort of dysfunction in our families. I hope we never see that sort of clash and its tragic consequences in our lives. But there you have it. You and I live in a world where sin abounds. And just as we have sin and shortcoming in us, so our other families have sin and shortcomings in them, albeit different ones to our own, but they still have them. Just as they rub us the wrong way sometimes, We rub them the wrong way sometimes. It's just the way it is. But once we grow up and mature and accept that reality, my friend, your family can be such an incredible blessing to you. And more to the point, you can be such an incredible blessing to your family. I'm Bernie Diamond and you're listening to Christianity Works. Hey, the Word of God is alive and active, amen, with the power to transform your life, to help you be all that God made you to be. And that's what the Fresh Daily Devotional is all about. I'd love to send it to you and it's completely free. 
Each day, you'll receive a life-changing scripture together with some words of inspiration, hope and encouragement from me delivered right into your inbox where you can choose to read, listen or indeed watch the daily video. It's completely up to you. Or if you prefer, you can now receive a printed version delivered right to your letterbox. Remember, God's Word is the power to change. It's fresh for you each day. To receive your free devotional, just jump on the website freshdevotional.org. You'll see the Fresh Devotional sign-up waiting right there for you. Or if you prefer, give us a call toll-free on 1300-722-415 to request the printed Fresh Devotional. That website and toll-free number again are freshdevotional.org or 1-300-722-415. So go on, head across to the website and sign up to receive Fresh. We pray that your heart will be touched and transformed as you draw ever closer to Jesus through His Word. I must confess... I'm a land lover. I don't like being out on the open ocean, particularly not in some small boat that gets tossed around by the wind and the waves. When the storms are blowing, when the waves are crashing over the hull of the ship, well, there is nothing more scary than that for me. There's nothing quite so frightening as an angry ocean. But in a very real sense, we live our lives out on that ocean. Think about it. We're born as helpless children, completely helpless. We can't walk, we can't communicate, we can't feed ourselves. Hey, a newborn baby doesn't even have very good eyesight. The human child, when it's born, is completely defenseless and completely reliant on its parents. That's where you and I started our life's journey. And so God put us into a family. Now, I know. Some people are orphans, some people have terrible parents, but for the most part, most of us end up in a family. Not a perfect family, but a family nevertheless. Now let's stop and think about the rationale behind that. We started out as defenceless, helpless little persons, and at the end of our childhood, when we pass into adulthood, we're supposed to be healthy, educated, well-balanced young men and women, capable of contributing to society, capable of earning a living, capable of looking after ourselves, capable of finding a soulmate, and capable of bringing another defenceless, helpless little person into this world and starting the whole circle of life again. Now, I'm not sure if you've ever thought of it quite in those terms, but that's God's plan. And the whole point of it is that our family is a place of safety and protection, a place of nurture and education, a place where we learn to love and to relate to other people. It's almost like a cocoon. You know when a a caterpillar goes into a cocoon and it goes through the process of metamorphosis and it comes out the other end incredibly as this beautiful butterfly. As the cocoon is to the caterpillar, so the family is to this helpless little person. It's a place of protection and a place of transformation. But you know, some fathers are too busy to be fathers. Mothers more and more also find themselves in the workforce. Children come home to empty houses with internet connections that give them unfettered access to the world in all its beauty and in all its marred, ugly, dangerous manifestations. Mothers and fathers, this message is for you. You are the very fabric of this cocoon. You are the protection. You are the nurture. You are the one who, whether you realise it or not, has by far the greatest role in transforming your helpless babe into that beautiful butterfly that emerges at the end of the metamorphosis. 
The Bible talks a lot about family because as we've seen, family is God's plan. Family is part of God's amazing design for this world and your family, the very one you've been born into and the very one that perhaps you've brought your own children into is designed to be a place of safety and protection and nurture and transformation. The most important thing is not that our children should have their designer label clothes, the latest smartphone, and all the entertainment and sporting and music options their hearts desire. The most important thing is not that our house should be the best house on the street or our car should be the best car of anyone that we know. The most important thing is that our children are loved and nurtured. Have a listen to this piece of wisdom from God for your family. Better is a dinner of vegetables where there is love than a fatted ox and hatred with it. Proverbs chapter 15, verse 17. Let me read it again. It's really profound. Better is a dinner just of vegetables where there's love than a fatted ox and hatred with it. Proverbs chapter 15, verse 17. In other words, God's saying, look, it's better for your family and your children to have less, but have it with love than to have more and have it without it. In fact, to have more and have it with hatred and dissension and dysfunction in the family. Don't we get it? Why are we on this treadmill trying to earn lots of money to have big houses full of rooms that we don't live in when all along the most important thing of all is that we love our children and love our wives and love our husbands and have a fantastic family? It's more important for our children to know that they are loved through what we do with them than what we buy for them. Those who have ears should listen. Parents, grandparents, listen to God's word today. You have a job to do, a job given to you by the Lord your God. Please don't abdicate. Please don't be distracted by other rubbish. Because you know what? Your children's lives depend on it. Just before I go, there's something important I need to share with you. This Christianity Works program is sharing the powerful, practical Word of God with so many people in over 160 countries around the world. But that's only made possible through the generous support of friends like you. Each dollar that you give today will grow to reach nearly 3,000 people with a gospel message. Incredible. That means that a gift today of just $35 can touch over 100,000 people with the good news of Jesus Christ. Wow. So let me encourage you to give a generous, tax-deductible gift to Christianity Works today, securely online at ChristianityWorks.com or by calling one 300 722 Again, ChristianityWorks.com or toll-free 1-300-722-415. Thank you so much for your support and for joining me today. I'm Bernie Diamond. I'll catch you again same time next week with another message of God's love, God's grace, and God's power for each one of us in Jesus Christ.
Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.